0: To love came calling Hello and welcome to the La Dolce Vita podcast. This is your host, Virginia Rose, coming to you from the greater Washington, D.C. area. Today my guest is Samir Musa of Ambassadors of the Morning. He is an incredible musician and recently released an EP called Wide Awake. Um, He has a feature song that was featured in a Hollywood award winning movie called Turnover called Dance with Destiny. You're going to hear all about his journey and he's going to be asking so many uh, musician questions so I'm excited to have him in the chair today and when we come back we'll have Samir with us. Don't go away. Welcome back. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose. And as promised, I have the Mm -hmm. incredible award-winning musician of Ambassadors of the Morning, Mr. Samir with us. Welcome to the show, Samir. I'm so happy you're here today. I'm so excited.
1: Thanks, Virginia. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, I love your Mm -hmm. music, but you're just a chill, fun, vibey guy. And I think your energy is amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, i like to... uh... You know, be chill and enjoy enjoy my time as much as I
0: can. Yeah. So you yeah. used to be a West Coaster, and now you are an East Coaster, and you actually don't live very far away from me in the greater DC area. So how has that change been for you? And how long have you been in the greater DC area?
1: Yeah, that's right. I've been in the DC area back maybe 10, 10 years now, and I, I grew up out here, so it is kind of a return, but um. Yeah, i spent 10 10 years out in, in california um san francisco and uh and it's been good you know I, when i was in california i felt like i had the uh, the east coast advantage because we moved a little bit faster here but i always had that mellow kind of temperament so it was a nice combination and coming back of course you know it's uh i still carry the mellow vibe with me as much as i can um but you know the east coast is it moves and shakes a lot quicker, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but it's been great, it's been great. I have a lot of family out here, a good community. Um, and uh, now, you know, involved with our awesome network of musicians and collaborators, so it's very rewarding. Yeah, loving
0: it out here now. Well, we're happy to have you. We're happy to have you. And I can't wait for everything to get opened back up so we can um, go to the shows. I know you have, I have to give a quick shout out to our uh, mutual friend and musician, the amazing, amazing Deborah Bond. So you recently worked with her. Um, What was that experience like? Isn't she such a wonderful soul? She's wonderful. I've loved
1: getting to know Deborah over the years and all the people. Her, she just became the governor of the DC uh, chapter of the Grammys. So, uh, as of today,
0: so wow. she just got,
1: yeah, so she's she doing really well. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. You know, so I've over the years I've been working in, in and out of the this mutual studio, Sweet Spot Studio. And at the time that I was cutting the uh, So Far album, Deborah was also in and out of the studio. So, I got to know her from just being in the same space and we were working on a song um, called Eternal Glow and uh, it, it, it was like just calling for a female harmony. Uh, it's a kebab song so we thought you know it'd need to be singing uh, you know singing a love song. I wanted to have a, a woman's voice on it so we, we were you know hanging out in the studio same time same place today. The boy, you know you, you want to cut the track with me and she's like yeah I'd love to and so Within, you know, she just jumped in. It was one of those creative sparks, and you know, within, you know, an hour, you know, within three hours of asking her, she cut the track with me, and uh, and it was awesome. Loved the way it turned out. We ended up, uh, you know, going on and circling back and shooting a music video together for it, and uh, yeah, we've been friends ever since. So um, it's been great working with her, and and, uh,
0: yeah, wonderful. Well, that I think that's magnificent. Well, congratulations to her and um, on becoming the governor of the Grammy uh, DC chapter. That's absolutely superb. I'm I'm really proud of her. She's such a good soul and she deserves it. So uh, listeners check out Eternal Glow uh, featuring Deborah Bond with Ambassadors of the Morning. And then we're going to talk about your EP. We're going to talk about your album, your awards and all that stuff throughout this interview. Um, thank you for sharing that with us about Deborah because she is a La Dolce Vita uh, family member and a part of this show as well she's been on here but I want to get to know you I want to hear more about your background so where did this musical journey uh, begin for you we want to get into it we want the listeners to get to know your story so tell us all about it Sam oh my gosh
1: well you know uh, I mean it can it, 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 be a long story you know, I'll try to make it brief but it, I mean if I were to take it from like you know you know the journey I think it was you know I, I'm a survivor okay when I was young when I was very young I was in a very bad car accident where I was kind of you know left to just go on to the other side they didn't think they, they, I would survive and I did so then I came out and then they're like oh well you're not gonna be you know, I, they thought I was hearing and I didn't and so like I kind of had all I, you know, defeated all those odds of, you know, thinking on life, and then I discovered music. And then the first song I wrote I was in high school it was like a high school breakup. But the first time I ever performed it, everyone in the room was crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, something, something's here, you know. Um, so I felt like yeah, I was, a, and from there, like, grew the calling. Um, then it became a life of just like music called me, and I was like, okay, you know, I had survived, and I was like, all right. I'm not going to waste my life. It's something calling me. I got to go for it. Um, so I continued to do that. I went to university uh, all the while, just waiting to get out so I could really commit myself to music. Although I'm so glad that I went, I learned amazing things, and I wouldn't change it. Um, but um, and so then, you know, I started forming bands. In, you know, from middle school, high school, into college, um, and after university, I uh, moved back to DC for for a little while before I just got a strong impulse. Um, to go out west, um, so I jumped, and I went out to San Francisco with, you know, a good, you know the, the guitar in a backpack like, and, and an amplifier, that was it. <laughs> and people thought I'd be back in three months, but I ended up staying out there 10 years, and um, at that time, the band that I had was Sand to Fly, um, and uh, we started to get picked up and got some good traction in San Francisco, um, cut an album out there, you know, then September 11th happened, and mm. that really rattled me, Um, it really kind of made me uh, put the accelerator into getting my musical recordings done down. So I jumped in and I recorded uh, Sam Fly Surprise, which was like my first album, just in the garage with a friend of mine. And that ended up doing pretty well. Um, And then we were playing and then, you know, it just continued out there. I was touring out on the West Coast. I ended up getting signed. um, And, uh, you know, we're working on an album when then 2008 economy crashed and it took all the lights out. <laughs> so then, I mean, the journey goes on and on, right? Because uh, I'm no spring chicken anymore, uh, but it, and I've gone up and down a couple of peaks. Um, so, you know, it goes on. Uh, fast forward and come back to the East Coast, kind of with my tail between my legs, because I had reached really high height, you know, in LA at the time, but when the lights went out, it was kind of like, yeah, I, I had to wait the storm out. So, um, so that was tough, but came back here and uh, found myself, um, it, you know, introduced to the wonderful community, uh, musical community out here. I met Nico Leger, who was like the, uh, the head of Sweet Spot Studio, and he was on the, the Grammy Tab Chapter of Engineers, and he was introduced by a mutual friend, um, Raleigh Neal, who was on tour with Michael Franti, and who also knew uh, Nico. Um, and then I mean, do I keep going? And then we ended up cutting an album uh, So Far Together Nico discovered me He's like, oh my God I love what you're doing and So he chose me To be his, his, his project So he just took me under his wing And uh, together We just cut an album together We spent over a year in the studio You know, a day a week Or something like that And, uh, and put So Far Together and, uh, and then that album Has gone off to do You know, amazing things for us all um so and and now we're just writing that, continuing to um, you know songs from that album top charts internationally and then it got picked up by film in Hollywood and it got recognized in Hollywood so it's just opened up a lot of opportunities for us and and so we're we're you know more committed than ever to creating music together and um, you know I'm at the studio today we're in a midstst a three-day songwriting workshop that we're doing and so, uh, so, yeah, the story goes on. We're just musically creative these days and excited to collaborate with, uh, with each other and with, with other projects as well.
0: Wow, that's extraordinary, extraordinary. Um, I so appreciate you being willing um, to share the vulnerable pieces as well as the triumphs. And that's what, you know, La Dolce Vita, this show, it's artists supporting artists, you know, the movement we've talked about this Samir and, and, you know, by us being willing to, cause Lord knows on this show, I share my, my hard moments and things, my traumas and things that I've been and had to walk through. And I'll, I'll share, um, with you Samir, I've shared on the show before, but Um, I was actually in a car accident that ended my figure skating career because I wanted to be a professional figure skater and I had been skating for years and years and so I I really understand that moment when you feel like, you know, there's no hope. I had been in physical therapy for like 19 months. Um, I... While I was in physical therapy, I, I, well, actually when I was in an accident, I found out I was pregnant and then I, you know, I almost lost a baby and then she was born with a rare, very rare illness. And, you know, in those times that we're going through that, uh, some people have asked me, um, did you see yourself becoming the caliber that you are today? When you're walking in those moments, I mean, like you said, the lights are off, Right. So I appreciate you sharing that because when I see your music videos and as I want so many listeners to go and check out and see your beautiful music, all I feel is joy. When I was writing the questions in the guide, you know, for the show today and I was listening to your tracks just kind of on repeat, I felt happy. I felt uplifted. I felt like there's a, a bit of a golden aura around you. So to hear that you walked through that darkness um, is surprising but at the same time it's like every good creative had to have that dark moment to push themselves to the other side so I love that you did that and I just want to repeat something that we've talked about in the show too is failure is your friend because when you're in that time you know that you're going to grow you just have to put that next foot forward you know so so how did it feel when you started to feel the bounce back? And um, what was the first, like, song uh, that was released that you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the comeback kid here? Like, w- when was that time for you?
1: Oh, uh, gosh, you know, and uh, it's a good question because I kind of remember it quite vividly when I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm, I can feel my life realigning itself. Mm. To where it was meaning to be, you know. Uh, and I remember, ah, uh, it's the beginning, you know. It's a, and it's a slow, it's a slow growth, you know. Uh, these, these things take take time. But um, uh, you know, I just remember once I started to get back, once I been introduced to Nico, and and then he kind of uh, there. There were there was a couple of seasons. There was a point in in that in, in that kind of okay, tail between my legs, like okay, lights are out industry it's not meant for me at this time so then i kind of went into my cocoon and i had some very personal songs that were you know just for me um and so i made i decided at that point okay i want to get these songs done just so i have them you know in my grave when i'm done i I at least put these down Mm -hmm. and so then um i started to call some some of my you know the best musicians I knew, and I was like, this is going to be my song, song. I want to get these new songs done, um, you know, so you want to jump in, Do you want to jump in and just help me get this done, and they all were like, yeah, you know, they, they, they jumped to uh, support me, and that was like a, the beginning of like uh, a fire starting to light up again, because then all of a sudden, I was back in the, you know, working on these songs that were very personal to me. Um, that are also on the So Far album. That kind of started the So Far album. The album we did not intend to make an album. We intended to do a couple of songs. There were these personal songs, but then through that, the relationship kept on going with Nico, and he fell in love with my music, and he's like, "Let's just keep going." And so it just naturally unfolded into this album. And so it was somewhere in the production of the So Far album that you know. Uh, resonated back into the creative field it kind of you know my life wrote me back in you know into music and and that's when i started to realize okay this is life writing me back in you know it wasn't me so much trying to go after it it was life saying "Uh uh-huh you're not done (laughs) you know and uh and bring me back into that space so um and it felt amazing you know it felt like uh like a thirsty You know, thirsty, thirsty drinking a glass of water. It was very refreshing, replenishing. um, You know, it made my soul feel good. And, um, yeah, so somewhere somewhere around that time. And it felt, uh, yeah, very refreshing.
0: So far, Uh, Album. Okay, I'm going to have to check that one out because I listen to a lot of your music. But that one has slipped by me. So I'm definitely going to have to take a listen to that because I think there is so much beauty, Samir. So much beauty. And when you know, you've been knocked down and you come back creatively versus when you're Grammy award winning, you're already on the track, you've got tours, you've got... There's a little bit of a different vibe when you had to be a Phoenix. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. It's just definitely a different vibe. I, and I'm glad that you, you know, feel the joy. You know, I think if anything, it's through you know, from the ashes, you kind of realize what a breath is, you know, what what it is, and the opportunity to, to actually be creative, and so it's, uh, I'm glad that that's what resonates, because, uh, you know, that's, that's that's what guides us, you know, that's what guides me, it's like that's the, the light at the end of the tunnel, and so going forward and through the darkness and have it be what you resonate with on the other side is really, really nice for me to hear
0: absolutely and it's absolutely from a genuine place i mean when i put the songs on repeat and and i really want the listeners to to just check it out ambassadors of the morning like you just feel light so i have to tell you i listen to your music in the mornings in the mornings it's there's something very illuminating and uh hopeful in the in the tones and in the music and and the vibe and you just want to get up like and and clean or dance or you know cook or just just be joyful and i i love that that's that's what you want to send out into the atmosphere and into the universe and for the listeners and the fans and the people so that is absolutely just so inspiring and i want to ask you you oh yeah no i mean it I want to ask you, um, because, you know, as an artist, of course, I'm inspired by other, you know, photographers or filmmakers or painters. Uh, Bob Ross is one of my absolute favorites, and and I went to his exhibit last year. I won a lotto, like I had to get a, a, a number pulled or something just to be able to go to his exhibit. So what musicians... Um, inspire you. That always is a is a question I love to ask um, people that are in the music industry because somewhere along the line, some musician spoke to your heart and made you want to pick up that guitar or, or that microphone. So can you share that with us? Yeah, sure.
1: Um, you know, I had quite the ec- eclectic uh, array of inspirations, but you know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like an international kid as well. My kid, my parents are from different parts of the world and my community was very international and i grew up with a lot of international music and loving it but i also grew up in the states and i grew up you know with pop music for sure and you know right off the get you know from the guitar i was you know really into uh, you know richie sambora slash you know and the edge from 2 you know pink floyd i was growing up with all you know my, my friends had the older brothers that were totally pouring in the classic rock on us the jimi hendrix you know, the Jimmy Pages, all those guys, through the, you know, um, the Chili Peppers and things like that all the way through the 90s, you know. um, I was, you know, that was a very guitar-centric rock era and uh, yeah, those are a lot of my strong influences and you know, that that really kind of painted picture of what, you know, what a successful musician looked like to me uh, at the time but all the while with like these whispers of like you know how I, you know back in the days it was record shops you know so i'd go to the world music and i would pick up and i really got into like west african guitar work music and um you know a lot of a lot of that was going on for me as well and you know some really obscure bands that began were my favorite i carried you know, that music with me for years like a band out of portugal called madrid deus you know which is like beautiful classical guitars with cellos and, Piano and just just this angelic voice it was like you know nobody knew who they were but they were my favorite band um and so you know it was a little bit of a of a spread uh you know through you know Coldplay coming out Coldplay I was a big fan still am I, I really admire that work and um and then yeah and a lot of reggae oh my gosh I don't know how reggae found its way oh, I do know how reggae found its way into me I was uh traveling and uh, there was a reggae band out there they said hey you guys play guitar why don't you come up and play with us you know they were just being friendly and i was like all right cool easy enough they kind of knew us through through the waves of the wave but i had never performed it before and so i got up on stage and i started you know following what was going on on live you know i could kind of play guitar forever so i could just roll with it and i just something awoke within me and next thing i know 10 years later i'm like really into reggae a lot the rhythms you know i've you know. Caribbean as well. My my mother's from Colombia, so it just kind of woke that up. So a lot of that influence as well. You hear that in what I'm doing today. With like some undertones of like the reggae and the dub that kind of sit atop of the rock. Um, so there was a while I was doing a lot of rock and reggae. Um, yeah. So so that's that's in a nutshell.
0: Awesome. <laughs> that's, yeah well i'm a florida girl um i was born in florida and i love south florida and i am a huge reggae fan um it makes me happy it makes me happy and so i love you know i can feel those tones and um it's even though they're storytelling they're speaking to your spirit and i that's why i really like that genre of music so i and i can definitely see the influence and what you do and in your album so wow that's neat that's really neat that's why i love asking this question because you you really get to the heart of the musician and it's not just listening to the track now you actually understand the mind behind it and that's really big for me you know
1: Nice, yeah, I can see that.
0: Microphone. Yeah, so, well, we're going to take a really quick break, and we're going to be back in one moment, so don't go away, and when we come back, we're going to have more questions with Samir. We'll be right back. Hello. Today is another beautiful day to make a difference. La Dolce Vita podcast was started to do just that. But we need your help. Through the help of sponsors and donors, we can keep these uplifting episodes coming. We can continue our reach around the world and let our voices be heard. Please help me continue the Artist Supporting Artist movement, touching lives across the world by finding La Dolce Vita podcast with Virginia Rose on anchor.fm and becoming a sponsor today. Thank you. Keep listening. Keep supporting. We appreciate you. Together, we can rise up. Hello. And again, this is your host, Virginia Rose. And I am back with Samir. Welcome back. And thanks for sticking around.
1: My pleasure. Love speaking with
0: you yeah this is great I know we were just talking um, backstage about how uh, it feels like friends having a conversation and I absolutely agree with you Samir it feels so natural just getting to know you getting to know um, about how you operate your process your music and your journey so I I would love to ask you to share one of your most favorite memories as an artist and musician and singer-songwriter and um, People ask me this question sometimes, and you know, there's we have a lot, we have many. I'm sure you're with your wife and your band and traveling, but there's always one moment that's like the I made it moment or the validation moment. So, what's your favorite memory so far? I know you're gonna have many more. What's your favorite memory that you'd like to share with us? Jeez, or two. Yeah, I mean, the first one, I'll say
1: in in chronological order, okay? it was uh and again like i'm no spring chicken i've been around the block and i've had i've hit a couple of peaks and and valleys you know in in this musical career but uh, upon the first ascension we uh we were in san francisco and uh and this was like uh, 20 years ago now when when uh, uh though we started to get involved in the country in the middle in, the, in like iraq and that war and everybody like the whole country was you know either for it or against it, you know, and uh, there was a lot of rallies going on all across the country saying Let's not get involved in, in this war does never end and so we got ended up as, uh, as like, the band To perform at the Civic Center in San Francisco at these rallies um, And so I found myself like on the stage, you know In between speakers, you know kind of making the case of how we should not get involved in this long done-out situation and there was like you know, the biggest crowd I ever played for, you know, 50,000 people, you know, plus
0: oh in the streets gosh. of
1: San Francisco, and we were, you know, we were the band that was kind of getting them, uh, giving them the music, and, uh, you know, and it was, it was, uh, it was message music, it wasn't, like, you know, dance and feel good, it was, like, with a purpose, and so it was a very powerful moment, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I won't forget that, and I felt, like, very, you know, like, we had arrived on a big stage to, to do big things, and so that was, that was, that was one of them, you know, for sure.
0: Wow. I can imagine that must have been such an illuminating experience when you have an experience like that, when you've worked so hard and you know that people are receptive to whatever you're doing, whether it be art or music or, you know, photography, whatever, whatever it is, you light up from the inside out and you yeah. hold that light with you. And I like for me, um, like during the pandemic, when like there's a dark moments I can go back to those happy memories and I can replay them in my mind and it can reignite my spirit and be like, remember who you are, Virginia. Like, remember who you are, Samir, right?
1: Yeah, and that's the best thing, you know, we can do as as humans. Go back to those successful moments and hold that energy, you know, and and keep it in your mind and and hold it for as long as you can because it does wonderful things at, like, a subconscious level, which is very very good for our development so that's awesome that you do that I applaud that that's amazing
0: yeah thank you it's it's yeah. it's a frequency and a lot of times I think we get anxiety during our, our, our times that we feel like we're failing, even if we're not failing, just things maybe are not working in the timing that we want or in the way that we want. Um, it can give us anxiety because we're trying to like chase it down to reachieve that high. I'm going to call it a high because that's what it is when you're in your proudest, happiest moment. You're, you're on a high on life. But instead of chasing it in those moments, you can go back, you can re-experience it, go back and look at the, the, um, the program or play the song, one of the songs that you played, or like with me, I can go back and flip through my portfolio and be like, oh my gosh, I worked with NBC or this or that, you know, and, and, and re-reward ourselves for the journey that we have already achieved and then look forward and and let the universe just kind of bring that stuff back to us. It, yeah, you notice when you're chasing it, it doesn't come. But as soon as you stop uh, chasing it, it's there.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it, isn't it
0: crazy? I, I do, I do. Yeah, it is. It is. It is good because yeah, it, it's a
1: great reminder to just stop and smell the roses and breathe it in and and uh, be, you know. And it's uh, it's uh, it's, it's sometimes it's a. Uh, it's so simple; it's hard to understand. But like the, you know, if you just sit back and be, a lot of times, what you want will actually come to you. So it's, uh, That's uh, exactly. it's a
0: good reminder. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope that helped the listeners too. Um, you know, it's uh, laws of magnitude, and you know, one of my good friends, Brett D. Scott, he's an incredible mindset coach, and he's he was talking about like you are enough. Like you have everything that you need when you are worried about what you don't have then that's what you focus on and that's what you attract. But if you, when you have everything you need, I am an amazing musician, I'm an amazing artist. Even as I sit here and and pick my guitar alone, you know, with the TV in the background, I'm still as amazing as I was playing for 50,000 people and or me for doing the top model photography shoot or whatever it might be. So um, I want to inspire people um, through this conversation and interview so I'm glad we kind of got into that because it's been a dark time in this past yeah. 12 to 14 months and sometimes the depressiveness hits when we least expect it and like are we ever going to be able to get back to normal? Are we ever going to be able to achieve our dreams? Yes, we can. The answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, And can. That's,
1: that's where we make choices as individuals to take in, like okay let's go back to that happy place and hold on to it and visualize it, feel it, and really put a lot of feeling into those memories, you know, and hold on to them. And then it kind of permeates into, like, again, that subconscious level, which is actually 90% of what we are living through is functioning at that level, uh, the subconscious. So, like, if you get into that feeling and hold it, it seeps into the soil, you know, of your soul. And then what will come will be more of those moments. And so when, when, you know, when it gets tough, it's especially... Useful to actually focus on your successes and hold on to them. Is when you go to sleep, when you wake up, and you know, write them down, put feeling into it, um, and it'll really help kind of uh, set your course, you know, on, on uh, into the brighter days, you know, rather than going into the darkness. So, uh, what you focus on will will magnify, you know, and multiply. That's So, right. yeah, wonderful, wonderful reminders.
0: Choosing joy is a decision. But it's also yeah. a brave decision, and it's not always the easy choice, but it is a choice. So a yeah. little bit of inspiration from uh, from VR yeah. over here today. So, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of my oh, daily yeah. inspiration for today. Like, just choose
1: joy. So that's a good inspiration. I'm glad we were able to, to speak on that. It's, uh, it's really important.
0: I totally agree. Well, I want to ask oh. you on a joyful note, since we're talking about joy, what the process was like working on your latest uh, EP, Wide Awake? And talk to us. Talk to us about the inspiration. Talk to us about the music. Um, share that with us so when people are listening to it, they kind of know where that came from.
1: So actually, the, the latest creation was the album so far. Wide Awake was the, the, the album I was working with, working on in California, labeled... Uh, before the economy crashed, and so what we released as the Wide Awake EP was most of the songs that we had recorded, and then we just put it together on a vinyl and released it. But this last album
0: that we released in twenty seventeen eighteen was so far. Okay, so far. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was so far, and uh, and uh, you know, and that one you know brings back another validating moment that I I want to be you know that we produced a song that actually hit like number one on the UK indie
0: yes chart.
1: So, tell yeah. us tell
0: us don't be humble we want to yeah. hear it we want to hear it yeah
1: and I do want to say that because it's another one of those you know validating moments where you know we just put this album together and it was just going in to record a couple of songs you know for what I thought was the end of my music career and I was like alright let me just put these out there and, and see what happens and we ended up putting on this album together so far and it, you know from the heart in, out, you know, calling in a lot of friends to to record and, and, you know, collaborating with people I had been looking up to on the, you know, on the world stage and all of a sudden they're on my album now and, you know, and we're like, you know, colleagues and friends and and it just kind of unfolded and unfolded. And then one of the songs, uh, you know, the, the album itself ended up winning two Global Music Awards and then a song, a single a dance with Destiny. Yeah, Destiny, like, I just things on my phone and first it, it hit number two on in the Indie charts in Australia. And I was like, what is this? And then two or three weeks later, we got the phone dings, and we got number one on the Indie charts in the UK. Um, very exciting, you know, and very validating, like, you know, for, for the, the journey. And again, this is on my second, second, you know, uh, attempt up, up the mountains. You know, up, up to the peak. So it was uh, uh, on the second wind of, of the musical career. So it was really um, inspiring, and you know, it was all love that we put into this album. You know, it was a very personal first few steps that we took into this project. You know, with intimate guitars, you know, strings, and lots of lush harmonies. And once we kind of felt that you know this was actually getting traction amongst uh, ourselves here at the studio um and uh we just you know decided to put in some other flavors into the album as well and um uh and it just uh you know i just felt like we were where we moving closer to where we were meant to be which was you know bringing the best that we had from within us into a musical um you know, creation that could then, you know, ripple uh, for all the listeners. And, and, you know, and I'm so happy to hear how, you know, it makes you feel this nice aura in the morning, you know, like, that's what it's all about, is just trying to, like, light up as many candles as we can while we're on this planet, you know, on this earth, this time on the earth, just put as much light as we can out there and and let it, let it, you know, do what it does. Um, So, yeah, it was a very very inspiring journey a lot of collaboration uh, a lot of great artists on the, the record and um mm-hmm. and yeah just, just, uh, Incredible. It, it was a wonderful experience
0: well it inspires me i mean yeah you i think i shared this with you that i work for a record label and working with different musicians and seeing their journeys and just as a reminder to anybody out there listening that's trying to make it or they were were smacked down by the pandemic or they they you guys want to give up for some reason like don't give up samir is even telling you like he went two times up the mountain two separate you know difficult journeys and a car accident and all kinds of different things and then you ended up an award hollywood with a hollywood award-winning musical hit in a incredible movie turnover you're doing incredible music videos you have all these fantastic light and fans and aura and playing crowds for 50,000 people if you would have actually quit you would have never got that experience so you just got to kind of dust yourself off and get up again and everybody has those experiences everybody's been knocked down oh my gosh I want you want to talk about the comeback kids Samir sometimes I'm like how am I alive <laughs> yeah.
1: right oh my gosh yeah so Wonderful. I mean, let us know. I mean, so you got the comeback yeah.
0: We're the comeback I'm kids, glad,
1: you know. Yeah. Well, no, no surprise that we're we're talking on it, you
0: know. Well, um, the universe, yeah. God, you know, they he leads people and he connects people, and we were connected so beautifully through our mutual friend, and this is absolutely. Um, just what it's just wonderful to have you. I want to support artists. This is my journey, this is my purpose, this is my mission um, and artists of all kind because uh, the, a world without artists would be an asylum. That's my quote, there That's you my go. my Virginia yeah. Rose quote and it's so That's true, right. right? Yeah, yeah, no,
1: absolutely. I mean, music has got that magic that, you know, can make the sun come out on a cloudy day. So yeah, absolutely. Music. And, and we appreciate you, you know, because you know, through the the journeys personally, you know, it's it's all about having the connection, right? Someone to be out there to be able to receive it and have it, you know, have that reaction is, is where it's complete. So without you know someone like you really, you know, opening up the, the other side of uh, of the communication, you know, uh, rather you know, because of someone like you opening up the side of the communication, it enables the magic of music to actually do what it's here to do so, so thanks to you yeah
0: thank you for that so much i would say that even though um i'm not currently a musician like i was in band and choir and church choir and my mom plays the piano as a music teacher so i've I always know. been surrounded by it and even though i'm like working more in the um Brand partnerships and like more like executive, like record label, more in the business side of it, not as an actual musician. I have to say that my greatest love is musicians. Um, I love music. I mean, I was a dancer and a figure skater and I did ballroom and belly dancing. and, And, you know, without music, they're actually yeah. that would be a silent person going across the ice that's not very fun <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to watch yeah, a belly dancer without drums or zills like it's yeah, not going to exactly. be very good right so but my I, my I love musicians so much of course I love painters and photographers and filmmakers but music is the only universal language in the world and I was actually taught that by my band teacher Mr. Vandergriff when I was about 10 years old and I carry that with me and I think that's why UK Australia United States and I'm sure your music's been heard all over the world but you're speaking in a frequency that no matter the language no matter the skin color um or the background or the religious background it doesn't none of that matters not the age none of it you're you're speaking a language that the whole world can appreciate in a in a joyful frequency and that's to me that is just absolutely illuminating. I mean, that's incredible. So well,
1: no, that's it. That's it. You know, music is frequency. Universe is frequency. It's that language, you know, and uh, that's why it can do what it does. And that's why you also hear me saying forever, you know, music gets, edu- you know, musical education is just so necessary. Yes. I mean, I can't, I mean, through the lens of being a musician, I understand life. And, you know, I, I'm looking now into the, the woods of DC, you know, outside of the studio. And it's like, it's that harmonious, you know, language that humans learn to understand through these notes uh that really kind of makes sense when you look around and you see all this lush life and all this abundance and how it all kind of works together Um, the musical lens really adds a lot of clarity to it and and, uh and makes a lot of you know facilitates that, that Harmonious living amongst people, right? It makes you understand that. Look, we're not the same note, but we can harmonize. You know, mm-hmm. you can sound like a violin, and you can sound like a like a drum, but that doesn't mean that we're, you know, we can't. It, you know,
0: it, it, we can't work together. Does, you can actually, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that we can work together. You know, and uh, and it's very powerful very deep and it's very very rewarding and rich and so I, I would wish it upon everyone to have some type of musical understanding even if it's like you know the way I grew up which I'm sure you did you know dancing in the kitchen you know like yeah mm-hmm. again, you know like just I still
0: dance in the, the kitchen thing. Samir still to this day yeah.
1: so, so do I <laughs> grew up like that you know I was born in you know born dancing in the kitchen so yeah so it's a beautiful thing and I'm and I'm very grateful that uh you know I've you know, I'm still here doing it, you know, and i uh, have, you know... Well,
0: come we are to, too.
1: You know, the comeback, come, one of the comeback kids is still, you know, found a way to, to make it, you know, have these positive effects and touch people like it has, and, um, yeah, it's very humbling, and, and I'm very, you know, honored, and, and and I look forward to giving the rest of my life to it.
0: Aww. for Sure. Well, and music is very healing, um when i started the podcast and i wanted to specifically make it about supporting like artists supporting artists i'm an artist and i'm supporting artists so i wanted to make that movement now the show has expanded into people supporting people and supporting advocates and charities and people running marathons to save children i mean it it has it has expanded but the roots the root is i'm an artist and Mm -hmm. i want to support artists even if it's the art of selling real estate But with musicians and the music, there's a healing that comes with music. And I believe that especially during economical crisis, pandemics, um, breakups, heartaches, all these different things that we go through, um, music heals us. That's why the hairs on the back of our neck stick up. That's why when we hear the music, we cannot stay seated. We have to get up and dance around the kitchen. So I'm so glad that you said that because our spirits become alive from the notes. And people like you who know exactly how to put those notes together to hit that frequency, to hit that spirit, to make you feel uplifted with a smile on your face, is a, it's a gift. And I know you're very humble, but it's, it's, a, it's an incredible gift. And I'm very glad that you're using your gifts to do that. So what an incredible interview this has been, Samir. I am so inspired by you. I would like to ask you to do me a very small favor. Of course. Can you share some advice or some inspiration for new or upcoming musicians that want to make it in the industry they, they, they want to they're inspired you, by you they, they, they want to get out there but they're not really sure how to get that journey started what would you say to them
1: yeah wonderful yeah you know what I think I would tell them is you know some advice that I, I picked up along the way and I think has served me well is you know to, uh, to pick to pick, pick a field not a job I think, um, you know, it's hard when you, well, how do I say this? It's, it's easier to find your way if you, you know, want to be in the musical entertainment business, find a way to get involved in that business any which way, um, and not fixate on, on a certain expression of what that would look like, right? You know, you were saying earlier, like we, we, we plan. We want it to be a certain way and we get all stressed out and bent out of shape because it's not taking shape the way we want it to. But, you know, God works the way God works, you know, and will. And and often we have to just make room for that to go through us. And so, uh, you know, how do I say it? Simply put, I'd say, uh, you know, pick the direction you want to go in and keep yourself open to possibilities.
0: I love that. Get involved, yeah. right? Get involved. So, it's
1: involved. It's, you know, if yeah. it be
0: maybe at first you are a um, starting to do lighting, and maybe you're playing drums on the side, mm-hmm. and then, and you know what? I'm really glad that you said that because I'm proof of that method. What you just said, I didn't know what it was going to look like for me in the photography industry. I didn't know what it was going to look like for me in modeling or doing mm-hmm. acting. I just showed up. And I was a yes person. So be a yes person. Listen to Samir. Be be a yes person. Go to that gig. Go network with people. You don't have to go out of the gate and be Adam Levine. You don't have to go out of the gate and be playing in front of 50,000 people. Um, It's absolutely okay to be playing in front of 25. I'll tell a very short story before we wrap up. There is a gentleman. You're going to love this story. By the name of Chris Bodie. He is one of the... Uh, you may have heard of him. He's one of the most yeah, I think I have. very famous trumpet players in the world. Yeah. He's played. He dated Katie Couric. He he played uh, on the Italia album with Andre Bocelli. And he is very well known. I think it's like 500 bucks just to get like a nosebleed section ticket. Now, I met him. And Universal Studios and CityWalk, when he was playing in this little tiny jazz restaurant, there was not even any seating, like sit down seating. It was a standing room only. Everyone was talking. No one was paying attention to him. I was paying attention to him and at the end of the show he was standing outside with a little foldout table with one of his albums on it and I was like, you're gonna be a star, I would like you to sign an album for me and he was like, really? And we stood there and we talked for like 30 minutes and now look at where he's at. So that just goes to show he was playing in a room, his trumpet, no one cared and now you probably couldn't get within twenty thousand people of them so stick with your dreams stick with your goals even when you think nobody's listening somebody is there could be somebody in the audience that works for a label there could be somebody like samir has talked about um you know he just said hey i want to make some music and then people rose to that occasion right mm-hmm. yeah and
1: absolutely
0: look at where and, you're at be now. A yes
1: person like you said i love it too because you know if you say yes you don't know what's you know it's like uh, It's hard to tell what's around the corner until you go, and then often it's what you're looking
0: for. Oh, you're most welcome. I'm happy to share that with you. Thank you for listening, because I love, like, little stories like that, like little, what we call, like, little nuggets, because sometimes um, when you were at that folding table with standing there selling your you know your cds or or whatever if you're selling your art your, you know that you painted for 25 bucks a canvas or whatever i want to let you know that it in my lifetime i did photo shoots for 25 to 50 dollars, and that was hard but i you got to start somewhere and then like fast forward a few decades and now i'm a high-end luxury photographer and i shoot album covers and book covers and magazine covers and all that kind of stuff but it didn't start out that way guys like it it didn't start out that way so when you are in that humble moment just know that the sky is the limit listeners the sky is the limit and you just gotta follow your dreams and this season uh season two of La Dolce Vita is all about rising up and finding the power within so I am so humbled and grateful that I got to interview such a wonderful musician who is just beautifully humble and you were willing to share your journey with us here today so thank you so much for being here i hope you'll come back on the show congratulations on all your awards and we look forward to hearing more more music from you so thank you so much samir my
1: absolute pleasure thank you virginia
0: you're most welcome okay listeners stick with us and i'm going to let you know what our next upcoming episode is so don't go away Hello and welcome back again. This is your host Virginia Rose and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. We learned so much from Samir today and what an incredible journey that he's been on and he's just a wonderful musician and I really was inspired um, by his interview and I hope you were too. So thank you for tuning in today. Um, I want to ask you to go check out Ambassadors of the Morning Dot .com that's morning like good morning Ambassadorsinthemorning.com um, ambassadors in the and go check out their music so uplifting just beautiful spirited musicians Creating wonderful music for for the fans, so go check that out. And tomorrow, uh, I have my co-host Nick Bravo, the Wolf of Chicago, who's going to be co-hosting a very special episode with award-winning filmmaker uh, and incredible photographer Stephen James Tuplin. So you're not going to want to miss that episode. So come back, uh, tune in, and check it out. And remember, this season, season two, is all about finding power within and rising up um you know sometimes that's not always easy especially you know during a pandemic or you know we've been through some things broken relationships whatever the situation may be but the power always lives inside of you you just need to make a choice um to rise up so thank you again and have a wonderful day